0: Wounds by Andrew Salmon The grey pall of early twilight muffled the city's raging at the gradual dying of the light. Thick pewter clouds spanned the horizon, giving the sky the appearance of an inverted bed of coals as they were touched here and there, with the last rays of the setting December sun between the New York skyscrapers. Such skies always reminded Rick Ruby of his father, and the cancerous death dreams die. His old man had told him once, while on leave, before shipping out forever twenty years ago. That overcast skies were a reminder to us down here on Earth that sometimes evil is in the air, brewing hate in a cauldron as broad as the human heart. And how easy it was to forget that when the sun was shining and the sky was so blue, you felt moved to tears. However, the reasons for Ruby's mood ran deeper than that. The Christmas season always brought him back to how his father had spent his last Christmas Eve, in a stinking trench in France. That evening... December 24th, 1917. The enemy overran the position, and one son of a bitch had buried a bayonet in his father's chest before the attack was beaten back. His father's platoon was on the fringe of battle and was cut off. So his father had lain there, leaking life through a pierced lung, while carols were sung, and the two armies crossed no man's land to show family photos, share wine, and easy talk until dawn, when stretcher-bearers finally reached the muddy hole and carted his father off to die at the aid station. Christmas was a time of hate for Rick Ruby. Hate for the enemy bastard who had murdered his father, and hate for cruel fate that had put his dad in that position in the first place. It was irrational, he knew. But years growing up in a foster home, without a real family, skewed things a certain way, and Ruby's hate was the only thing that was truly his. Three double whiskeys glowed like hot coals in Ruby's gut, stoking his ire as he strode along between the knee-high snowdrifts frosting the streets. He missed the light at the intersection, and passed the seconds thinking of the old man, heavy skies, and the isolation of the deserted street corner. The distant tinkle of broken glass made him turn his gaze slightly to an alley across the street. On the third floor fire escape between two blocky tenements rubbing shoulders, he saw fractions of shadowed figures engaged in what appeared to be a tug of war. One side worked from inside an open window, obscured by billowing curtains and the closeness of the neighboring building. The other fought for purchase on the slick, grilled metal floor of the fire escape landing. The light changed, but Ruby stood transfixed. The guy on the landing —it was a guy, he could see now, although the alley was draped in shadow— was losing the battle and was being hauled through the window. Ruby's first thought was that this was none of his business, that he was tired after playing peeper all afternoon on an infidelity case and just wanted to shut up the office and call it a night. Crimes were being committed all over the city, and ten thousand cops couldn't stop them all. A brief stint on the force left no doubt in his mind on that score. He was a civilian and had learned to live with it long ago. His P.I. license did not have spaces for gold stars for duty above and beyond the call, and frankly, he plane wasn't in the mood. The light was red again, and Ruby still hadn't moved. The man being devoured by the window had been reduced to frantically kicking legs, swathed in twisted, bunched blue trousers, and ended in broken-down, flailing shoes. The blue reminded him of that life he'd put behind him. Worn, smooth soles completed the memory. The man being dragged inside was a cop. Ruby darted glances this way and that for a harness bowl to pass this off to. He was alone on the avenue. The traffic light in front of him burned with green flame. Cursing, a plume of breath curling up into the frosty air, Ruby shuffled across the street. The breeze through the intersection fanned the flames of his unruly head of red hair, and he regretted not wearing a hat. He lost sight of the struggle coming across as the angle changed. By the time he stood outside the alley, the man had vanished. "'Ruby looked up at the landing, and saw only slivers of sky through the steel rods. "'He let some long minutes tick by. "'A muffled scream lanced down at him where he stood, "'with his feet embedded in old, crumpled newspapers jutting out of the snow. "'Compelled to act, he cursed again as he leaped upwards. "'His tall, muscular frame defying gravity for a second, "'until hard hands grasped the cold, rusted bottom rung of the ladder "'the combatants had pulled up after them. "'He had to catch the ladder when he touched down, "'for fear of giving away his presence below the third-story window.' He grunted, as gravity toyed with the heavy bar in his fists, but he was able to gently lower it to the cracked, frozen asphalt.